now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boyd, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends with the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuplex.com. BWB, what's up? Welcome back to One Nation Radio, the November 30th edition. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just ready to go. All right. And we got a uh, special guest with us uh, from SocialSuplex.com, our partner in crime, Mr. Jeremy Donovan. Jeremy, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Just trying to keep up with all this wrestling that that WWE is throwing at us. Hey, Good luck. I got a question. <laughs> why do why do three brothers like getting together? Got to be about crime. That's a good question, James. <laughs> I, I mean, you said it. I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, <laughs> what's on your mind exactly. I'm not committing no damn crime. You know, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a positive co- contribution uh, contributor to society, sir. Like, I, I, I thought I, you were about I, to put that Scott Steiner. Now, I'm a positive contribution to society. <laughs> oh, okay. That Scott, that Scott Steiner speak. Wow. <clears throat> All right. Um, oh, speaking of Scott Steiner speak, yeah. do you ever get around to checking out uh, him doing his promo <clears throat> on the math? Yes. With, uh, yes, with, I've seen with it. Samoa Joe and, uh, and Kurt Angle? Yes. Man, that's still my favorite like thing ever <laughs> in wrestling. Like, you know, you know. I've also I made the comparison that Scott Steiner is like the R. Kelly of pro wrestling when it comes to promos, <laughs> and like, bro, like that was, that is literally like just like his um, that's just like the fraudulent throwbacks. It's, it's just like the fraudulent throwbacks. Like, where do you, like you, you, you know, you're doing this promo about how smart you are. Meanwhile, like the math makes no sense. It doesn't add up. Doesn't none of that. Just yes. terrible. <laughs> yes. And then some of the words, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> uh, last week we had uh, we 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 were off last week to the holiday and jam schedules and everything else. So we are going to review Survivor Series and uh, look forward to TLC because that's how fast the turnaround is. And also talk about the title change that happened and I guess uh, James Ellsworth and how he damn near was killed uh, on SmackDown this week. Um, so had, had the coolest jest. Yes, getting too over. <laughs> uh, so Survivor Series, um, we had Goldberg return to face Brock Lesnar, and he absolutely squashed that man. Uh, Jeremy, you were over here. We were all watching this thing together. Uh, tell the people what was on your mind when this happened. Okay, so. After the first spare, I was like, "What? What is this? Is this really going to happen like this?" <laughs> <laughs> and then the second spare happened. I'm like, "Goldberg's about to squash Brock Lesnar," and then he hits the jackhammer. I'm like, "No, Brock's going to kick out." Two, three. <laughs> oh my gosh, Goldberg just squashed Brock Lesnar. It was the greatest thing ever. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Uh, James, what about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much the same exact sentiments. I, I really thought he was going to kick out. Um, and 
you know, right for when the bell rung or whatever, like my, my, you know, I think I said it out loud, like, like I said, kick his ass, Goldberg, you know, just, you know. I, you know, I I appreciate Brock Lesnar for what he is, but it's also like I, I kind of want the storyline to be switched up a little bit with him, and I feel like this is like refreshing, uh, and it's also uh, it, it, it kind of like recalibrates what Brock is to be instead of him being like literally like this cyborg, for lack of a better word, like the the. Like this guy that just you can't eat this impenetrable force. Debo. Oh, Debo got hit with the brick. Well, so did Goldberg, <laughs> or so did Brock Lesnar, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so, that brick's name was Goldberg. Yeah, so like at least like now he has a chink of oh yeah, he also is a human being and he can take you know, take guys lightly and then get put on his ass. Uh which is he got caught, right? So um Yeah. I know, you know, everybody in the house and people I talk to, that you know, more or less that we, you know, are pretty much all alike of, you know, this is like refreshing and new and it was a good, it was a, you know, it was a welcome surprise. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, I know. We can only watch Brock Lesnar suplex people so many times. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's buried the, the, the entire main roster under a pile of suplexes. But, um, so, but, you know, because all three of us are in the, in the camp of, um, Liking the decision, um, I, I you know from the dissent part, like I, I know you know you did a podcast with Chad. I know Chad wasn't necessarily a fan. What was his more like mainly his? Chad thought it was um, like he just didn't see the point of it as far as um, the long term thing and it being a squash and building up Lesnar that strong, and um, and it echoed it, like literally you're on one side or the other with this. So it's it's like personally, I took it. I know how excited I was in that moment, and I wasn't about to go away from that. Right. And even though I know it was a bad, a quote unquote bad idea, like okay, yes, you, yes, Brock has been built up and all this, but when people say, you know, they would have let some young guy do it, a young guy was already supposed to beat him. Well, my question is this. Who's the, who is the who is the the, the There's young, only one. Who is the, the like the great young guy in the company that quote unquote deserve quote unquote deserves that sort of push to have the, that kind of a uh, rock, rocket pack stuck to his back for that sort of push? Well, no, I one. see a lot a lot of people on the internet. They 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 want Nakamura. They want Samoa Joe, one of those guys, to be the guy that was the one that beats Brock Lesnar. So they want. Right, sorry, go ahead. Continue your point, uh, Jeremy. My bad. Uh, no problem. Um, you know, I can understand, you know, Nakamura and Joe should have been on the main roster yesterday, but there's just not enough stock or build up in either of those guys right now for them to be the one to beat Brock Lesnar. And even with this loss of Goldberg, they can still come up and have a match with Brock and beat Brock in an actual match. This match with Goldberg, it was kind of like, you know, an MMA where a guy underestimates his opponent, gets hit with a quick hit, and gets knocked out real quick, and you weren't expecting it. Yeah. That's what this... Brock was, you know, underestimated Goldberg, got hit with that spear, didn't see the second one coming, he was out with a jackhammer. That was just, you know, bam, flash finish. Right. Like, the part I just don't understand is, like, I mean, obviously, you know, this professional sport, or or fake professional sports, not actual professional sports, or the fight game, where it's like, you know, like, the ones that I think of when guys get caught is, like, 
uh, the perfect one is like when out or the first, the very first. Uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on his freaking name. When, uh, well, I'm blanking on this dude's name. Silva, Anderson Silva, the first Anderson Silva fight when he's fighting uh, Chris Wyman, and he's out there, you know, lollygagging like and stunning around like he does in most of his matches in his prime, and he was getting caught, and people were like, "You see, does he give me the jackass?" And mm-hmm. right now, now he'll you know go out and fight. The next time around, you'll be more focused, and you know you end up breaking his leg into a million pieces. Uh, the second fight, but the more like everyone thought watching that fight was like, oh, okay, you were goofing around. Okay, that's why you got. That's why you ended up like that. I mean, and and the, the intrigue was still there about Silva. I mean, we we have a long list of like great dominant fighters, and and you know, unless even MMA or boxing, where you know, uh, it, we think a guy was just like. Was, was fucking off or whatever, not training as hard, whatever else, or not taking guys seriously, and he puts them on the deck, like, um, you know, Hasim Rockman and... Um, Lennox Lewis. And Lennox Lewis yeah. is, is another example. Uh, Mike Tyson in Tokyo with Buster Douglas is an example. Holly Holm um, putting put her foot again, against <laughs> Rock Rock's jaw. Like, you know what We saying? haven't seen since. Yeah, and, you know, like, all those people continue to be major draws. Yeah. Like... Rousey, well, Rousey fights soon, right? End of, end of uh, yeah. December. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a major draw again. Like, people like people gonna want, want to know what the hell, what, or what's next with her. Like, figure out how many losses Mike Tyson took before the very end of his drawing power. Before mm-hmm. Ty- Lennox Lewis uh, ended, basically ended his career as a, as a main draw. Like, he lost to, you know, he lost a, to, uh, he lost to Douglas. What, what year was that? 1990. 1990. Yep. The Lynx Lewis fight wasn't until what? Two thousand what? Two thousand three. There you go. He if I'm not mistaken, two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and that includes all types of shena- all types of shenanigans of Tyson, like going to prison, coming back from prison. Uh, <laughs> that only made him bigger. Like that, exactly right. right. Then you know the and then the Vander Holyfield two losses, and then the whole thing where he like bites the guy's ear off in the middle of the ring while he's yeah. getting his ass kicked. Yeah, you banned for life in my book. And he continued to be a draw for another you know another like five years after that. Like we're not. This ain't the end of the world. It's not. Like, like, what yeah. do y'all think? Like, um, like, I just want to say something about everyone that is saying, you know, someone else should have been given this win. I don't really think you necessarily need that because the there, like we said, there was only one guy that they were putting in position to do it, and everyone would have hated it. At least with this, you're creating like a hate it or love it situation, yeah. and it's a feel good story. And I don't know about you, but when we were watching um, the immediate aftermath of it, and they had they showed the crowd with the sign like the Goldberg two and zero, it felt like watching like an NBA Finals win to me. <laughs> like it was like you, seeing a home crowd celebrating, like it, like everyone was just so happy. So I think people just got to live with this. And Brock had no opponent going forward. What would you no, rather? No. Shane McMahon? That, that's it. He, that's what he did. That was his opponent. And the, and the thing that's just like so weird to me is like you see the reaction to the crowd. The crowd loved it. Uh-huh. Like I don't know what the percent. What would you say the split is like online wise of, of uh, people that hate or like it? Like people that like what percentage you I, say like it and what percentage you say don't like it? I'd probably say we're at like maybe like 60-40 that like it. Really? Yeah. So I don't understand. Like, why? So, like, is it just because it happened in the building and the sheer shock of it is what made people lose their minds and be happy? I don't because know. The crowd man. Over, because the, that Toronto crowd overwhelmingly like loved that. Look, they got it. 
Right. It, it, it was so weird. I mean, don't be wrong. Like the next night, there were a small smattering of beer, uh, of booze or whatever, or you know, dissension with the whole like you, you screw Brett stuff. Right. But for the most part, or not for the most part. Like he shows up the very next night, Goldberg, and he's the most over baby face in the company. Mm-hmm. And he was already, you know, in this whole lead up, he was already that anyway. It's just weird, and you know, you, you already, you know, you already uh, brought it up. Like the guy that was supposed to. You know, beat Lesnar. Like they had to change the finish of WrestleMania because they realized the crowd wasn't having it with him. And we're back after some technical difficulties. James, you were saying the crowd wasn't having it with Roman Reigns at uh, WrestleMania 31, and pretty much no time after that, right? Yeah, pretty much. And then they, you know, they ended up having to change the finish to protect, you know, the ending of WrestleMania from the crowd just revolting on it. And then, I mean, this year they say they bit the bullet and said, "Look, we already we did we it. We're gonna do it. We just gonna get it done with." But um, Jeremy, you were making a point um, after that about about what I was saying. Yeah, I was saying, can you imagine if they had gone through with the finish with Reigns beating Lesnar? Some people are arguing that's what should have happened. Then so now, it. only so they can get it over with. It's no, so no, no. That should have happened. No, they, they they they're arguing right now that instead of Goldberg doing it, they should have just done it with Reigns well, I'm like that's not that was not the temperature of the wrestling world right, then. But that, but like we can't what, just retroactively point. just just adjust shit on the fly right, to right. make it make to uh, your sensibilities to calm you right. like right because the whole thing the whole the, the whole thing behind that is like you know, we don't want this guy to be champion uh, damn they like great he was a champion and then we get to and then uh, you know Seth Rollins pulls his knee out in November and then he becomes and then Reigns becomes a champion you know and then lose and he chase out the title again for another three months. He becomes champion one year later. Like that whole like you saying that is really just saying like, well, if I'd known that like I was gonna have to like like swallow this bitter pill, like I would have been rather have done it a year ago as opposed to still have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's really what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like you're not really saying, uh, you know, that that was a smart decision. You're just saying like, yeah, but all this shit sucks. But like, I wish <laughs> I, I wish I would have just embraced the suck earlier and so I got it done with. Right. Uh, Jeremy, you got anything to add on that? No, I mean, I think pretty much wrapped it up. I mean, I think that they made the best decision for the situation. I think we're still going to get some good story elements out of it. It's going to be interesting with both of them um, as entrance in the Royal Rumble. Obviously, there's going to be something, some kind of double elimination or one... Brock gets eliminated and comes back in and eliminates Goldberg. It sets up the big rematch for WrestleMania. Yeah, and if they do that, I'm perfectly fine with it. Let those two part-timers go off in their own world and get their, you know, 25 minutes at WrestleMania, however they're going to do it. Oh, my God, please don't let it be 25 minutes, please. Yeah, I, yeah, I highly doubt it'll go. It'll, pro- it'll definitely won't be a squash again, but it'll probably be like maybe 10 minutes i would say it yeah. should go no longer than 12 minutes period you think they're yeah. gonna you think this is the wrestlemania main event uh i don't know because well no I, I i wouldn't say so no yeah because i don't know about you but i mean i i get it that goldberg is probably like the hottest baby face in the company but this this can't happen like yeah. <laughs> this can't happen. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, especially, like this, especially this, this is like a cousin of Rock versus Gold or versus Brock. I just don't want to see it. Like on on this big level. Like, like I don't understand why anyone wants to see that. A Rock versus Brock would be a lot better. Like, the ring. I don't know, man. Like, yes, it would. 
Really? You think Goldberg or you think Goldberg like, you think, is a better wrestler than the in ring than The Rock is? Bro, I, I don't think The Rock is down to take all these suplexes and neither is Goldberg. What do I you mean? Yeah, this it's like that's why they gotta get away from this, man. Like it's like I think we it's time for us to have the annual part timer debate. And I wrote a column recently, uh Lattis Lariat. I'm gonna try that out, see if that sticks. Um talking about the guys that are a threat to like you know, who are basically going to get their spot stolen. And the every year this happens, you know, I feel like you're coming more around, James, realizing, like, yo, they can't keep doing this. Well, the issue is that it's not like... It, it, I remember it, WrestleMania 29, I was furious. Well, for me, the issue isn't that... Wow, there are certain guys that are the the, the draws of or the quote unquote like booked into matches ahead of time, and they're not on the on the road all the time. The thing for me is like, wow, like it's not like it's almost like like baby's kids. We don't die, we multiply. Like none of these dudes, <laughs> none of these dudes that were like that are that have been like you know mainstay. I'll say mainstays be polite instead of just in the way, uh-huh. but like mainstays like Undertaker. And, and Triple H, they like, way. None of these dudes are, are now Brock since two thousand or since WrestleMania twenty nine. Like none of these dudes are going away, and not only are they not going away, like they're adding guys to it. So like, so now, like what you're what where we're at now at WrestleMania is you're guaranteed a, a Undertaker match, you're guaranteed a Triple H match, you're guaranteed a Brock Lesnar match, and you're guaranteed Rock doing twenty minutes of something, whether it's a match. Uh, or shooting a or, fucking flamethrower, or, like. or, or a promo, <laughs> or a promo that turns into a match, or a promo that turns into shooting an angle on uh, for a WrestleMania match in the future that never happens, that, that may or may not ever happen. <laughs> like so, that's where we're at now. There's literally, there's literally four guys, and like, okay, now we're adding Goldberg to it. Like it's just like at what. These hourly shows are four hours, and last year it was four hours and like fifty minutes. Yep. Like, at what point is like, at what point are we going to be like, no man, you're doing way too much. Yeah. And 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 the one thing that I always, you know, even though I didn't necessarily have an issue with it, but there was a point that you made, and it, and it makes perfect sense. Is is okay if we're going to give have these all of these quote unquote classic memorable. Um, WrestleMania moments for all of these guys that are um, not on the ro- not on the road all the time, like, and that's what makes these guys draws because they have these wrestle they have you know they've been on WrestleMania uh, what eight to now if you're Undertaker WrestleMania what eleven or WrestleMania twelve through now if you're Triple H, mm-hmm. um, if you're The Rock WrestleMania was it 13. thirteen to now, like, okay, so what happens when? It's time for, or, you know, we have 45-year-old, I don't know, let's use, for lack of a better word, um, we have 45-year-old Chris Jericho. Like, when is he going to become the, the like, when is he going to have his moment of being, I mean, he, I mean he's, he has some WrestleMania moments, obviously, but I yeah. mean, like, at what point, and we'll lose another guy, like, any of these younger guys, like, so the quote-unquote Shield guys, or right. the, the quote-unquote new generation of guys, so... The Shield guys, Bray Wyatt, when are they going to have their moments to shine at WrestleMania and then they can become the quote-unquote part-timers? Like, if we're going to have five years or more than five years of these dudes that are old in the way, like, one of these guys going to basically, like, uh, flourish? Like, have their time to shine yeah. in the sun. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, 
we're at a point now where, you know, you pretty much get four big matches or three or four big matches that they build at WrestleMania and they get all the time and attention or not, or most of the time and attention and all everything else is pretty much just like, eh, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. hopefully we can have a multi-man match that'll, that'll really get the crowd hot, keep the crowd hot, but, like, everything else is like, just any old standard pay-per-view match. And, uh... I just want to go to Jeremy on that. Like, what are your thoughts on like this whole like part time like kind of thing that yeah, has I mean, become uh, is it's literally become a part of the WrestleMania discussion? Yeah, since two thousand. Yeah, and I mean, 12. what's gonna happen? Yeah, what's gonna happen is you know if they keep going to the part timers and if the current guys don't get their shine, when the once these part timers are like physically can't go, then there's gonna be no stars. To really highlight at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, at, at one point, like if you're AJ Styles and you start finding out like all this bullshit that is going on, like you walk into Vince's office and throw your belt on, on the table and be like, like, has has what I've done this year not good enough? Like, <laughs> like if you're the Miz and, and you come out here after having this legendary year in the mid card, Hall of Fame year. And basically, you look at WrestleMania book, and you're in the fucking battle royal, or you're in like a twenty man ladder match, or whatever. Like, like, how do you explain that to these guys? Like, yeah. like Dolph Ziggler. If like I, I wrote in the column, if if they tell Dolph Ziggler to go fuck himself, he should go tell them the same thing, like, yeah. <laughs> and quit because it's never happening. Yeah, Ziggler might be better off. Just be, trying to become an indie superstar. Oh my god! Imagine the Dolph Ziggler like price on the indies. Good god! <laughs> I feel like Ziggler would rather retire than go in indies. But I, yeah. I think he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm done." I'm yeah, done. he'd probably just go focus on his comedy career. Yeah, I'm I just no. But yeah, um, aside from that whole part time debate, which we'll you know talk about more in the future, we had some more Survivor Series matches. Um, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, the men's. Um, I think I predicted a SmackDown victory because SmackDown usually wins these uh, type of matches. Uh, what did you guys make of this match? It was 52 minutes long, and I noticed that I was like, "Wow, this match is still going on," but it didn't feel like it like dragged or anything. Like I, I thought it did like a very good job. What did you guys think? Um, I thought they did a great job, like you said, with the pacing of the match. I mean, like you said, yeah, it was almost hour-long match, but, I mean, it flowed perfectly. There was some great action. Um, like you are predicted, SmackDown to win. Also, they had Orton on there. And, you know, Orton's like the king of Survivor Series, winning for his team. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I didn't expect Orton and Bray to be the last two, but I definitely expected SmackDown to get the win. Right. Uh, James? Yeah, uh... I had people say that, like, length of the match kind of, like, took away from it. But for me, it never, like, I agree with you, it never dragged for me. And I've, I've rewatched it since. Uh, I think that even though uh, this thing was pretty much just bragging rights with a elimination tag match, but it, it, it worked um, as far as advancing storylines and building people. So, like, Bray Wyatt desperately needs every pay-per-view win he can get. And, <laughs> and if they're going to make that, like, into the biggest, the second biggest match on the card, like the co-main event or whatever you want to call it, and he wins that, then good for him because uh, he desperately needs it. Uh, but, you know, we didn't really learn too much. I mean, we know that AJ and Dean hate each other, and I guess, you know, that added to their feud. But 
it, I feel like given all of the ops, all of the, all of the uh, balls in the air to juggle that storyline between Raw and SmackDown, and the fact that it wasn't that good of a story that they told to get us to the match. Like, I think they did a really, really good job. Like, I, like they made it actually work given that they, there wasn't much they did to put it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the match with everything that happened, like, they, they did such a good job. They made us uh, think that Roman Reigns is going to come back and eliminate their whole team, too. Yeah. It, I think mean, yeah. if I had one complaint, it would be that, I mean, they kind of made Jericho and, and Owens like, like morons, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, James Ellsworth had the creative elimination on Braun Strowman and got killed, yes. essentially. So that was uh, pretty interesting as well. Uh, what did you guys... Uh, we also had the tag team one. I thought that was really good, really well wrestled. with All those teams, like, you know, getting their spots in. The New Day went out with an early elimination. Uh, kind of shake things up with that. You got something on that, James? Oh, so... I'm sure because we have Jeremy on here, we'll talk more about like guys losing um, in their hometowns. But uh, <laughs> like that's that's one of the main things that's like weird about or that I, that's why I think it's such a big or was a takeaway in that match was like okay, so you already beat Sami Zayn here in Canada, yep, and now you're gonna have Pin Jer- Natalia too, and yeah, and Pin Natalia, and now you're gonna have Jericho. And on both, like, lose, like, back-to-back, like that. Like, in the span of... And Brock. He's an honorary Canadian. Nah. Uh, <laughs> they ain't true like they was happy to, uh, to see him last, or on, um, on Yeah, that's Sunday, true. On that Sunday, because they were elated for Goldberg to whoop that ass. Elated. But, uh, I mean, I thought it was sort of weird that they just, like, immediately, like, just knew they just immediately get out. Right. Out of there. That's, that was strange. But... I know. I mean, I don't really have much to say for the other two women's matches or, or the other two matches. They were they were sort of just there for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like I like the tag team one better than the women's one. Um, the tag one, I would have liked to have seen American Alpha get the win, but I get them trying to keep Sheamus and Cesaro as a team and have them as future contenders for the Raw titles. And the the little mini match they had with the Usos was definitely a good look. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm always fighting for the Usos and telling people that they're a Hall of Fame tag team. Uh, eventually, they'll get their day in the sun. Just won't be today because you know they got Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton about to win the titles yeah. in that tag division and serious it up. So yes, okay. So you know, we always joke about like or not joke about, but like kind of think. Wow, they've really done a disservice to both of the tag team divisions by having two d- tag team divisions. They just split the roster up. So, but now you're looking at SmackDown's like divisions or SmackDown's tag team divisions. You're thinking like, wow. So, like probably like the fourth most, like the fourth best tag team is on SmackDown is the cha- are the champions. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Like Kayfabe wise. Yeah. Like, yeah. or talent wise, yeah. whatever. It's kind of weird. Like the the geek, like the have, geeks. You have you have America Alpha, rest, you know, wrestlers, you know, uh, work workaholics. <laughs> uh, you have Usos, which are like probably the best. They're doing the best job at like. There's something owning their them. characters. There's, there's something to them. Like they look, in, they look actually like really, really mean when they beat people up. 
Right. They look mean. They be cussing out fans. Everything. Yeah, like they're, yeah, they're doing they, a really, they've really, really good job as a heel tag team, and they're not like the, the heel tag team like Jericho and Owens, where they're like they're you know they're like they're 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 bad guys. Nudge nudge, wink wink, ha ha. Right. right. Like they're actually like people don't like those guys. They're jerks. Yep. And yeah, they're trying, and they cuss at their opponents. Heat. Right. And then you now you have this new team of uh, of. Twelve-time champion Randy Orton and, and Bray Wyatt, you know, uh, and it's and it's like, wow, okay. So then you look at the tag team champions and you're like, oh, he's slandering Rhino. Okay, like one of these things is not the same. What? <laughs> yeah. Like if you were to ask I, me, I, like if you were to ask me like months ago, if you if you had told me like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna turn Usos Hill at work. We're gonna have America Alpha up on the main roster, and we're gonna put for some reason we're gonna put Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton together in a tag team. And you know who the tag champions are gonna be? It's like Rhino and Slater. I'd be like, mm, why? I'd be like, yeah, I think I'm more likely to believe that they'd be both fired than actually be the right, champions. Right. I figure. Uh, anything else on Survivor Series we need to talk about? No, I think that's the main stuff. I think we got it. Nia Jax kind of went out like a geek, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Eh, whatever. Um, we had Monday Night Raw last week um, and also SmackDown last week. We had James Ellsworth come out victorious <laughs> in a ladder match against AJ Styles. And I just want to say this right here. Um, James Ellsworth beat AJ Styles clean. He didn't beat him clean. Look, most ladder matches have interference. Right, and people got to win in it. A lot of them. Okay. And then the he super kicked AJ Styles after Dean Ambrose was completely out of the picture and kept him like his foot tied up. He beat that man. He beat the world champion like in a ladder match. And I really felt like this was the moment that the James Ellsworth thing went too far. WWE has once again demonstrated that moderation is not really their specialty. If we just look at their programming schedule, that will also prove yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. What do you, what are you uh, make of this James Ellsworth stuff, Jeremy? It was funny at first, and then the more and more and more that they've expanded his role, it started to get annoying. Especially when there's so many other guys that you guys have. You have guys like Apollo Cruz. Yeah, he doesn't have the best character, but he delivers some great matches. Guys like him, you, you don't even see on SmackDown on a week-to-week basis. And James Ellsworth is like in, you know, three, four segments every show. Main eventer. Uh, Draw. Yeah. And the fact you have him beating the world champion of the, the brand, all like, I, I get the first couple times, you know, Ambrose clearly helped him. He, lost, he won by disqualification, but the latter match, I mean, he pretty much, I mean, like you said, Super kicked him. He got tied up. I mean, that was that's clean much win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should have did like uh, a, on a pole match. That's what that's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah, and I you know I, I get that to be they you know they they have a hard time getting baby faces over, so they're probably just so excited that the crowd are, are cheering for somebody that's <laughs> and they're over. So like, well, let's push this guy. We didn't have to work too hard. The fans like him, so let's just shove him in every segment. <laughs> James, you were, you had told me something off air about all the champions on the roster. I was wondering, can you share that uh, point with everyone? Like, is it was like uh, how many of the the champions are uh, do people actually like? Oh yeah, okay. So 
This is before Charlotte lost the, the championship. All right. I mean, it's, it, it still applies, right? Yeah. So, um, you look at all the all the champions, like all of the solo champions. Um, so, the two women's champions, the the Universal and World Champion, uh, the U.S. Champion, and the uh, and the Intercontinental Champion. All right. So. If you look, if you were to say how many, and you just look at like what this company is and like why it feels the way it is, where it's like the, the product isn't like as fun, or it feels like you know it's just like we're getting beat down. Like the real answer is uh, as to why it feels that way is like look at who has the belts and look at like who's actually like doing the good job. So like <laughs> the only like the like before Monday when Sasha Banks won the title. The only, uh, up until then, like, the only babyface that was actually getting cheered that was championed as a solo, as, um, with a solo title was Becky Lynch. Everybody else, like, okay, so, the two main champions on both brands. Heels. They're both heels, they get cheered. Um, Miz is a, is the most hated guy in the company, right? <laughs> Yes. Um, Roman Reigns is, is like the ba- is a babyface, but he actually might be really legitimately the most hated guy in the company. Yep. Like inside, you know, without trying to work for that, he's actually just getting booed because fuck him, right? Right. And right. and then you have on uh, then you have Charlotte, who's a fantastic heel in her own right. So it's like, damn, bro, like why is this like why is this whole entire territory nothing but like heels and bad babyfaces? And. I just want. It's weird to to see how they just kind of lost it on babyfaces. Like, and the thing with with their last major babyface that you know was made in WWE had nothing to do with them. We decided on Daniel Bryan. No matter <laughs> like Daniel Bryan got over in spite of that bullshit that they put him through. Well, back then they actually you know in in my mind or like from looking at it is like, okay well. That's sort of how you book your number three baby face in your company. Like he he loses a lot and he's likable or whatever. But we didn't want to be number three baby face. Everybody or a lot of people wanted him or felt that he deserved to be the number one guy at, and to run with it and give him a shot. And like it, we're st- we're still feeling that to this day. I, I don't know. That's why Roman Reigns gets it. Yeah, Roman Reigns gets it, but like. But there's been like like the closest person to to Brian has been AJ Styles. I feel like in a spiritual sense, like like Styles is like it, him falling out the sky was like okay, we took Dan Brian away, but you know here's AJ Styles. Right. So, but I'm just and they messed that up. <laughs> yeah, we were, yeah he needs to be a bad guy too. So like uh, yeah, well, I mean we can we can move on, but for me it was just like okay, so. This is why this Goldberg thing makes so much sense to me. It's like, okay, this guy, this guy has not been like being beaten down. His character has not been beaten down and made like a moron and beaten and putting all these these dumbass like booking situations over the past you know twelve years on TV. Like, all we got to do is basically say, oh yeah, this guy used to be awesome, and show you why this guy was awesome, and then like basically carry out why he was awesome twelve, you know, back in 1998, and then recreate that, and boom, you you know, there you go. And don't get me wrong, he not those two, he not every TV appearance he had out the park. That's another part about it. Yeah, like they gave that, that man, man got over. That man got over. They they gave him 
promo time at a, a time when like promos just like you just waiting for those things to die, and all of them were like you know his Engaging. first one back was like one of those like heartfelt situations where like the crowd was so happy to see him because he had been gone for so long and he was really appreciative and we really liked that. And then he, he shoots the angle for the match. He's like, wow, that's great. And then, you know, he, t- he takes off the shirt and he looks like freaking Goldberg still. And he like throw guys, he's throwing guys around. And then he, he beats the hell out of Brock Lesnar. And then he shows up next Monday and he's like, yeah, thanks guys. Appreciate it. I'll be in the rumble. And then we're, it's really simple. Let's put a like, belt on him. Like, like <laughs> he didn't get he didn't get he didn't get ruined by having you know a bunch of stupid stuff happen. Like having to use WWE language. Like when I'll see you at WWE Roadblock, end of the line. Like yeah, like they, they, he looked he looked like when you when a guy gets to act like a real human being, like it's amazing how like how like how how well he connects with the audience of human beings. It's amazing instead of talking like a robot or cutting bad comedy. Right or you know it's so, but I I I just don't understand how they don't get this. And it also helps him that like there is no Daniel Bryan in the way. Like correct, there like there's nobody in the way that quote unquote should be the the, the number one baby face. So like mm-hmm. it, people are down with it. Like if there was a Daniel Bryan in the way right now, oh nah, we would be going for this shit. Hell no, yeah, Batista. hell no. Like I got a, I got a question for you guys. How do you think? Uh, the push of Finn Balor would have gone if he did not get injured. You think he would have rose into that babyface spot that they wanted him to? He would have been because that's what the company wanted. Right. But, like I remember, I remember saying after right after he had to uh, go off TV in relinquish of title, I said to Rich, like, when he, if he shows back up for the Rumble, he'll be more over than he was um, had he been around for all those months because. And I, what, I, what I put into words, I never really put into words, but I was like, bro, like, WWE's TV will make you, will get you under. Like, it will not, it, like, it gets nobody over. The only guy, like, who are the guys that are on TV every week that, get, that, that have, like, got them over? The Kevin Owens? Can you think I of? feel like he's not as much uh, over compared, as he was. Well, like, he's Chris with, like he, he has a belt with him now, but, right, like, right, Jericho's gotten more progressively over as the years gone gone on. Well, I was saying, well, I was going to say Jericho and Owens because they're together as a group. Right. That, other than that, that's the only, like, that's the and only style, thing ever since his Ellsworth stuff has happened, Styles is, like, kind of, like, struggled. And I understand, like, the need to, like, we can't have Ambrose and Styles go at it every single week, like, since freaking October or whatever, or no, September, and have them go at it and continue doing this thing, but at the same time, like, this whole thing has, like, done nothing for either one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't understand how the Ellsworth thing helps, helps gain Ambrose. I just don't. Right. Um, so, um, I'm trying to think what else, uh, last week on Raw happened, oh, uh, the, women's, well, the women's match. Yeah, we can we can talk about the women's match. Uh, I was gonna go to Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, but we'll go there later. Uh, we had the women's match uh, for the championship, the rematch. Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. We have a new women's champion again, again because it was on Raw. So you know what that means. Sasha Banks wins. Um, they. Uh, <laughs> you want to tell them, uh, James, what they're what they're doing in secret? <laughs> I mean, to me, it seems like they're doing a best of seven title series. Yeah, but they just ain't telling nobody. Uh-huh. Exactly. Like, I, like I said, that uh, share that meme in the group is like the creative teams like Vince. Uh, we already did a best of seven, which is Cesaro and Sheamus. And Vince is like, well, 
or just do a best of seven, and I'll tell them. Yeah, and like, it, it was so funny. I, I, it's just like, okay, so this is the thing is we're going to do this, and we're going to beat Charlotte in Charlotte, which is like, okay, so we're just – like this is the thing now. We're just beating all uh, all of the every wrestler when they have a homecoming. We're just beating them flat fuck out. Fuck them. Like you're you're getting your ass kicked. Like you oh Canadians in Canada, fuck you. Uh, Enzo and Cass in Brooklyn for for SummerSlam. Did the New Day fuck win you. at Hell in a Cell or did they like get DQ'd? I don't remember. Because that was um, that was in Boston, right? And Kofi's from Boston. I'm pretty what? sure they got DQ'd. I think they took it. I think they 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 like. Who did they wrestle? I know what it was. Okay, it was Sheamus and Cesaro, and oh, they basically cheated. they cheated and got caught. Like Kofi caused the DQ, right? So that that amounts to a loss for that, in his yeah. hometown. Yeah, loss in his hometown. I don't understand what's going on. Like they beat. Oh, they also and for no reason whatsoever they beat Cedric Alexander, who's from Charlotte. Yes. Uh, they beat him on TV too. Like, we got to make Tony Nese look like a threat. All like, right, then cool. the win, like the worst. Like you know we. We do these year-end awards or whatever, and you were talking about, like, bad decisions or, or whatever we call it, like, bad booking award or whatever. Like, bro, Charlotte losing uh, the Hell in the Cell match and not blowing off that feud by winning that belt and moving on to something else, like, that was a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Now, I, like, I grant it. I understand, like, you know, they've had great matches or they have great matches or whatever, and if they, they're not, you know, still in this feud, maybe we don't we don't get what we got on Monday, but still, like, Nah, man, that should be the end of it, and you move on. Like you can always come back to it. It's like it's almost like it's like, oh yeah, we got some. Let's milk it for all it's worth. It's like, no, bro, you can come back to that. Like people are going to still watch, want to watch Charlotte and Sasha wrestle again. Like just let it happen. Like nine months from now or a year from now. Like you mm-hmm. don't have to keep this thing going forever and ever and ever. They're saying uh, this is going to be the, and I kind of ironically said this on the show like, a couple times, I was like, they're going to win the title like ten times each, like some John oh Cena and Randy God. Orton shit. But people were saying this is turning into John Cena versus Randy Orton with these two. And I feel, I feel like John, I feel like they've had better matches than John Cena and Randy Orton have. Same here. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, like, don't get me wrong, like, Orton and, and, and Cena have some, like, really, really, really good matches, but, like, the, like, the percentage of them, like, a lot of them are just like, yeah. They need to still fight at WrestleMania one year. Oh, my God. It needs to happen. Oh, They're both on Lord. SmackDown, you know, one of these years. Like, oh, like Orton got to retire that man or something, like. Orton's got to retire Cena? <laughs> yes, like, or, or Cena oh, got to retire oh, Orton, yeah, like. Look, add another one to the, to the part-timer list. Cena, John Cena at WrestleMania, that man just in the way. Yeah, he's getting there. No, that, yeah. that man's not on tour right now. Yeah, that man's doing the show we ain't again. Seen that man since when? He's gonna like, be out October? next year shooting a movie too. So yeah, yeah. That what has John Cena turned into? He's a part timer. The Rock. Yeah. Except you know, being the biggest movie star in the world and all that stuff. I mean, but Cena might get close. There. He, he comes in a more friendlier package, so he might get there eventually. Yeah. He, he just might. We'll see. It also helps that he already looked. He, he, you know, we always claim he looks like a big, a more muscular version of a of a of a movie star already. Mm-hmm. Like he'd be like, I'm all right. I'm gonna take Mark Wahlberg in the Rock's trap over the over the next decade. We right. wait and see. Right. Um. So the mat, as far as the match goes, the match was a really good match. They beat the shit out of each other, oh and um, creative submission victory for Sasha, like tying her up in the bar that you walked down in the arena with. I thought that was really good. Um, Sasha as champion have does if 
if the matches are that good, does it matter how many times they switch the title, you guys think? To me, no, but people are always going to say it. It's just like, y'all are just like being lazy. Mm-hmm. It's like... I don't know. Yeah, go ahead, Jeremy. I don't think it matters either. I mean, if you think back to the Attitude Era, how many times did Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, and Mankind all flop the belt back to each other? Yeah. Uh, like, well... I think, okay, so let's do this. From the time Austin won the belt from Sean in WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania 14, yep. I, like those four were basically the champion, were, were the only champion side for like that one day Kane reign, like for like two years or three years or something like that, right? I mean, Undertaker yeah. was, was sprinkled in there too. When, uh, in 99, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah, okay. When he was so. doing that Ministry of Darkness shit. That's right. <laughs> It was me, Austin. <laughs> it was me all along. And we, we watched that the other day. Like, that shit is still as excellent as ever. Like, it's in the uh, collections uh, section of, of WWE Network. It's still as good yeah. as ever. You know what I mean? Like, you look at... It was a... Like, there have there have been hot potato feuds before. Maybe not as extreme as this, because this is like... This, a couple of weeks. This, this is looking like ping pong or like volleys, but... Yeah, like, this happened before. Um... But ultimately, for me, it's like if the matches are this. Th- here's the thing: like when I watch their matches, like not only do they have, you know, not only are most of the matches really good, especially the TV ones, really good. Um, they also have this thing where, like, oh, they're having a title match. It's like, huh? I can't, like I actually care to watch this match than like the average woman's match that we've seen in the past, like. They're major characters in a way Trish and Lita never were. Right, and all these matches that they had, like, like they're not those. Oh, a woman! Oh, it's a Nikki Bella title match. I'm there, you know, and then people roll their eyes and say whatever else. Like people actually give a shit. People actually care. Like that. Like they were the main. They've been. They main evented what three events or four events? Yeah, with with their matches. They've they've raw main evented a couple times, um, at least twice, and then had the Hell in a Cell. So like I mean, yeah, and, and they've also main evented uh, an NXT house show. They're like the first time the women had main evented right that right. NXT house show. I think it was like in New York or something. Yeah, like, like I actually like. I mean, it's too late. Don't I don't think they can. It's might be it might be like two, three years from now when they actually like have a match on WrestleMania card. Those two alone, uh-huh. but like those two, there's something to it. It's weird. It's almost like. It's almost like uh, when they get a feud and it's just like, and it's really hot. Like for me, like their their feud has a has heat. Like they are, I don't know what's going to happen with the year in rewards, but like I feel like they have to be nominated for um, yeah. for feud of the year, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so looking forward to the uh, TLC card and actually you guys want to talk about Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens real quick before we get to that TLC I don't really have any comments on it I just the storyline makes no sense yep and the United States title is now a prop that holds zero value it's just kind of just sitting there and you know because they, they want to make Roman the champion and they're running house shows where the United States title is on the line, so Roman Reigns can beat Kevin Owens all around the country, uh, you know, in the main event. And they're going to do it eventually. 
are they doing it um, too fast? Well, I think part of the problem is the whole Finn Balor injury probably drew all their plans. I think they might have actually done like a solid U.S. title reign with Reigns. Maybe maybe not do an open challenge. Maybe he would have had some good defenses, but with Finn Balor gone, they needed another baby face to they needed another baby face to put in that spot and you know, that kind of ruined Seth Rollins by having him come back heel when he should have came back babyface. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, we got to go back to our poster, our poster boy. Dude, I, I can think of another babyface that could do something with the U.S. title. How about Sami Zayn? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, like I, I still don't understand why they decided to get, like, when we were going into SummerSlam, how they decided to go with, like, for me, I thought the, few, the next few was going to be um, before, you know, the whole... Uh, the injury and everything that happened to Finn Balor, but it looked like they were setting up Raw for, um, like, or after Battleground, it looked like they were they were heading to after we knew that Dean was champion. They were going to a draft. They were going to a, uh, a brand split in the draft. It looked like the next obvious feud was all right. We have Rusev as U.S. champion. Sami Zayn's pretty is like is hot right now. Let's have him feud with Rusev. Then on the other end, you get ha- it's like okay, so Finn Balor is coming up. We'll see what happens. Seth, Seth is back. Let's see what happens. And you see that like eh, maybe those two are t- going to be the feud, right? The championship feud. Mm-hmm. But it looked like it was destined to be Owens and Ro- Owens and Roman, and like and no belts. It was just going to be a personal heated feud, which is like that's sort of what Roman like. How about you do the cool stuff for Roman? Like they, it, it, it seemed like they never ever figured it out. It's like let him do something, like without a belt. Like it's okay. Like you can put him in main event without the belt. Like y'all did that for a long time on on Raw, where he was main eventing without a, without having the, the Universal Title. Like it's okay. It, it'll still work out. Like he can still be a draw without a belt, and they, they just refuse to like let that be. It's weird because they don't do that with John Cena. John Cena's not champion. He's still the guy, and like it's fine. Uh-huh. It's weird. I I just wish that they would figure out what they want Reigns to be and commit to it. Because if you want him to be the top guy, just fucking do it. Yeah. And they if they want to fight against us, we'll give them a fight, but they they've got to like allow Reigns to come out there and make mistakes and go through it. And hopefully he'll come out better on the other side for it. I feel like you have 18 to like, you know, maybe two years like of knowing like, hey, maybe we should try something else. I don't know what it's going to take. Like, you know, if I'm driving a car and I drive away to work specifically every day and I know that there's a slow ass red light that's going to prevent me from being on time to work. And I just say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get to that light earlier. I'm going to get to that light. You know, I'm going to figure everything out about it. But that light is not going to fucking change. And that's what they're doing. <laughs> like, like they're, they're pulling up to the stoplight expecting it to, to go faster when, no, you still have the same problem. People don't like him. And that's a perfect analogy. They, were, they, they like are, there's like something in their mind. They just refuse to turn him heel. It's so weird. They have the answer. 
It is just what you said. The thing I don't get is okay if you turn this dude if you turn this dude heel and they can do it now because they have another face for the for the like WrestleMania's time. That doesn't even matter for me, right? Like because you know all of them all like if he's going to be on the card and he's going to be in a future match. I mean, like chances are he's going to be in a few with one of one of those geezers, right? Mm -hmm. I'm calling geezers. It's funny, but. So like you can any of them geezers can be heel or face any given any given year because like whatever you're gonna buy it anyway right, right. or buy them as whatever e- either way what as whether whatever character but what I don't understand is knowing that this dude is um, going to get booed out the gymnasium wherever he goes and even if you turn him face he'll probably still get booed out the gym wherever he goes why not use that to help make somebody yep like. It's so it's so interesting how they know good and well like right when he uh, started eating pins after he got, or right when he was about to go into suspension where he ended up, well he was like in four matches he was in, like his like his last four matches of like immediately like his last match for suspension and like the, the three matches before or right after he came back like he like he took three pins in four matches uh-huh. and is and is like. And every match he was in, every it was all the storylines played off of the crowd reacting and losing and and not wanting him to win, and feeling like it was a it was almost like fate complete that he was going to win these matches, and everyone was a, a, a surprise Swiss finish that like helped helped the guy for winning by beating him, and it's so weird that they haven't realized like, well he's not the guy, but maybe because everyone hates his guts, we can pick like we can you know try to promote the fact that he is the quote unquote guy. And then have you know the upstart babyface beat him, and then the crowd like levit or gravitate toward the, the next. Like one. maybe you make him the man. Let him make. Let him be basically or for like make him work, a heel. Let him be basically the Triple H character, which is like your your job is to go get these guys over. Mm-hmm. But I feel I like Reigns so. will get those folks better over than Triple H will because. He doesn't really have that, like, like Reigns will go out there and lose, like, and it won't, like, be career-altering for, like, either Reigns or the other person. Like, Triple H would be like, you but, know. But that's, but that's the thing when it comes to, like, if you if you if you want this dude to win and you want this guy to still do all the other stuff and you want to be champion or whatever, just make him, like, and you already got, and you, and, I mean, geez, like, if we were to look at from, from the time Orton, uh, cashed in at SummerSlam 2013, like, how many days the champion has been, like, the main champion on uh, on WWE television has been a, has been a heel? Like, it's, it's gotta be, like, 80, it's gotta be something, like, over 75% of the days have been, uh, been a heel reign. Like, it's right. so, like, and, I mean, that's years now. Like, I don't understand how they haven't figured this out. Like, you gotta, like... Promote some baby faces. <laughs> yeah, and like maybe yeah. you know, giving a guy. A, I mean, obviously you don't want to quote unquote water down the belt any more than you already have. But so like a dude could, could get an easy path to the title as a heel, but winning as a face is damn near impossible. I mean, they, for they, some no, guys, they're, no, they're making it impossible. They're yeah. making it impossible. Like, and you know, if they turn Reigns heel, I mean, it's only a matter of time for the fans think he's a cool heel and they start cheering him. You think so? I think so. It depends how they do it. Yeah. I mean, like, they can't come out here and have him playing it up and being like how he was, like, almost in the shield. Like, cause the only time the shield really got booze was when they were whooping Daniel Bryan's ass. But and the, even then, the shield was just a shit. The, so. The thing for me is, 
if he if you turn him heel and they come around, then motherfucker, then there you go. You you then you wait it out for another six months and then you have your the baby face that you've always wanted. Correct? Yep. Am I am exactly. I am I missing out on something here? I really nope. feel like they need to go with your storyline, James. Like Vince McMahon needs to come out and be like, he was always my champion. We did all this like. Cor- and really just pull it all the way back. Yeah, just basically corporate champion like he's rocking 97. Yeah. Or rock 98. Yeah. Not even that. But like, yeah, like he, he's the archetype for, he is the modern superstar. Like, this is, like, like, what do you mean? Like, you know, you guys rejected him. We tried, we presented him this way. We even, like, we fooled you guys. Like, we had him whoop me. Like, uh, bro, they man, really got to like, do bro, it. All that man needs, okay, so remember the end of WrestleMania uh, <laughs> 17, where Austin basically, like, shakes up McMahon's hand. Yes. Or whatever. Like, bro, all they need to do is have, like, they need to have that man turn heel at WrestleMania and have that man shake Triple H or Vince's hand and then go from there. Whew. Like, that would be, a, that yeah. would be, and then go, and then wait a year and turn him back face again or whatever. Like, yep. Either turn him heel or keep him heel for a long time because the boos are outstanding and people want to see that dude get his face punched in. Um, and there's so or, many baby faces to put him Or when they start, they start feeling like it's turning around for him, then you have your opportunity to figure out how to how to get it right this time. But this is just the whole product is is frozen in time. Yeah. They like they just in a perpetual motion, like waiting for this dude to finally like turn the corner. And they don't realize like that's not a corner, that's a hamster wheel. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, man. Let's talk about TLC before we get up out of here, man. So TLC, we got Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles in a TLC match. Um, I feel like AJ Styles is about to get this man out of the main event. Dean Ambrose has been wrestling for the WWE title since June. It's time to come out out the paint, bro. Okay. So uh I think we're I think we're all pretty much in agreement that like AJ needs to win this thing and then move on to something else and Dean needs to find something else to do like maybe you know maybe it's um, I really can't think of like maybe like I don't know what maybe the Y family maybe, starts terrorizing maybe, maybe him he, maybe he starts um, like maybe he goes against goes up against Miz or whatever I don't know. Yeah, right? that's, what, that's, what I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, have Miz beat Ziggler and then have do uh, Miz and Ambrose. You know, but ultimately, like you, you know, like the thing I'm most concerned about, or trying, I'm trying to figure out for TLC is like, how are we going to get like, like what cool thing can the Undertaker do to let AJ know that like, yeah, you just won the title, but I'm coming for you, and you need to in Royal Rumble, we're going to do it's this. On. Well, I mean, you could just do the classic. That man's uh, that man wins, and he's sitting up at the top of the ladder celebrating, and dong, like, and just go off the air like Lights. that. Huh. Choke slam that man off the ladder. Yeah, or or the lights go off, and then uh, yeah, Undertaker's at the bottom of the ladder, and then you Th- know and he looks up and throws slashes. Yes, oh, found by me. Like something like that. Yeah, so. yeah, it just need, it need, we need to start this now. Okay, <laughs> we, we get it popping. We need to get it. Yeah, do it now. Get do it, it percolating. Live. Do it now. Like, I, I, this needs to happen. Yeah, so predictions on that one, uh, Styles. Like, we can have, because we can have Undertaker come out here and, and wrestle three matches and then, and then, like, go away. Like, he beats, like, beat, um, or, or yeah, beat AJ or whatever happens at Royal Rumble. Like, look, get Vomit. her, look, get her, look, get her rematch at, at uh, Fast or whatever, Elimination Chamber, whatever the hell they're going to do, yeah. right? And then, like, have his match where he goes and uh, 
court and coronates John Cena for the sixteenth time, <laughs> and, then, and then take his and then take his ass on, and then and then, and then that's fine because I got my two AJ Styles Undertaker matches. That's fine by me. Yeah. But like this needs to happen, and, this, and they need to wrestle more than one time. Uh, we got The Miz taking on Dolph Ziggler in a ladder match. Supposedly, this is going to be the end of the feud for these two. Um, I feel like you got to let The Miz win. Uh, there's no point, really, for Ziggler to, to hold the Intercontinental title because Miz can do so much more with it and just antagonize people. And it's become such a big part of Miz's character. I'm going to say something crazy right now. The Miz will go down as the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. I can't go there. Watch, like he's gonna have the reigns eventually, and he's he's gonna have the days, and he's gonna have the moments. Look, that's cool about the whole uh, the reigns thing, but like when most people think of like who if you say like who do you think is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, nobody's like not many people say Jericho. Jericho is like has had it nine times. It's been way out there. Like most people are like people people like Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels or. Or whoever else. You know why? Because those people don't think critically. Those people don't appreciate awomeness. That's those not people true. those That's people not don't true. appreciate what true. is happening is in true. front of them that is, right now. That is not true because they're not you, looking at historical is, context. That is not true. You all know why? Because if you came out here and told me who's the greatest WWE champion of all time, and you tell me John Cena, I'm going to want to fight you. Okay? And John Cena is second on that uh, second all time in reigns. If about to, if any 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 one of these years is gonna be number one. Hey. And I and if you tell me he's the greatest uh, WWE champion of all time, I'm just not I'm no, no. Uh, look, that, look. Man's, that man's been the guy as 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 like for a solid fifteen years or whatever. The ratings of there's that, never as, been as, as somebody as, as good as this long. Look, like that's great. <laughs> that, over that man's watch, the ratings have steadily declined for fifteen years. He never. <laughs> he, he's been the guy this whole time. This whole time. <sighs> I mean, we'll just in any in any in any old attitude era dude that that ever was like a man inventor shows up and the ratings go up for a week. <laughs> <laughs> any of them. Oh man, bro! If I tell you the rock, like think about it like this: if I tell you the rock was going to show up on Raw, uh, if I advertise it, like his, it, it's so weird. Like I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. Like I'm not saying I don't mean it's a bad thing. Obviously, not all of this is on Cena. Like Cena's like the only guy that's been able to like deal with bad booking in his own right, and still is like it still matters. Like it's mm-hmm. so weird. Like he's been dealing with fi- you know 15 years or not maybe not 15 years, but like a long time or at least since we've been watching of shitty booking, just like anybody else. And he's still John Cena. And he's still a draw. Like I don't understand how that dude is like able to bulletproof. Yeah, he's pretty, he pretty much it. And, like, you just look at, like, when well, he's not on TV and, like, the ratings are down, too. Like, they decided to give that man. We're going give to give you two dudes in back-to-back years that have never had a WrestleMania match. Like, <laughs> and, yeah. you're going to make it matter. All right, yeah. cool. I'll be there. You let me know. <laughs> you let me know who it is. I'll be there. But, yeah, Miz, uh, Jeremy, what, what do you feel about this Miz and Ziggler match? Uh... I also think uh, Miz should be the one to take it. Because, I mean, if Ziggler wins, then doesn't Miz have a rematch clause? Yes. It's supposed to be the last match, so. 
I would just go with Miz. You know, you can have Maurice push Ziggler off the ladder or Spare Squad or somebody. <laughs> yes, bring all the geeks you, out. You know what I really want, right? What? Get him to get sprayed? I want, I want Maurice and Mace that man off of the ladder. Off, off the ladder. ladder. Off climb, the ladder. Yeah, climb, yeah. The, climb it with the Mason. Yeah. Off the, off the ladder through a table. No, yep. no, what I really want, no, what I really want is like her to like, like he's reaching, like or he knocks, or like they're both on the ladder and like all of a sudden... Ziggler hits Miz, and Miz, like, takes two steps down the ladder, and then all of a sudden, like, they zoom out, and then Maurice is, like, grabbing at Ziggler's leg, and he looks down, and he's like, what are you doing? And he looks down further and further, and then he gets Mace! <laughs> and, and, then he, and then he gets Mace, and he falls off the ladder, and Miz wins, because, because I don't know why I think it's so funny when that man gets hit with that bottle of arrogance, but it's so yes, funny! I- I, I kind of want to see the handcuffs get broke out in this match. Really? Uh, it, something something has to happen to Ziggler. Like, you know what's going to happen. The Spirit Squad's going to come on and fuck him. That would suck for Ziggler because that means he has to go wrestle those guys after. Oh, my God. So, yeah, yeah probably uh, not. <laughs> I, I hope not after mentioning that. I didn't. Oh, my God. That's yeah. terrible. Please yeah. don't. Um, Are well, they signed officially? No. Okay. No way. Well, you know, but... uh. Kenny, Kenny Dykstra got fired from his day job because he was missing too many days to go to the WWE. That's funny. Look, that man's like, I got a shot. Yep. Which one I'm is in it? shape. The yeah, skinny buddy one. Out there, yeah, buddy out there looking like he's trying to get a, trying to get a you know, check. You know, if James O's working gets signed, so can I. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, We got the tag team match. I think Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton are going to walk away with these belts. Ain't really yeah. much to see here. Like, um, they might be they might be Rhino and uh and Slater like the same way that <laughs> do you remember the first uh it was a tornado tag match like it was the club's first uh, pay per view match mm-hmm. and they beat and they basically like rolled they basically like just beat just, the shot dude so NBA like stomped them out like it was it was like as effective as a uh, a match that wasn't a squash match with a stipulation like they just roadhouse some boys right like you might get one of those yeah. Um, any thoughts on that one, Jeremy? I agree. I mean, obviously they're pushing this new wide family, Bray and Orton, going with it, and hopefully they can they continue this uh, feud with American Alpha as the uh, number one contenders. Yep, yep. And then we got uh, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss in a tables match, which should be pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's like I... wow. I'll... I gotta say, I was really. I mean, I always loved Becky, but man, she was on fire. Yes, um, straight fire on SmackDown. Straight fire. She was. <laughs> she was popping the the tap the territory. I think it's James. Yes, said. popping the territory. <laughs> yeah, if y'all missed it, Becky Lynch decided to uh, reach into the bag of swear words and pull one of them out uh, when she called Alexa Bliss. She she was like, "I'm going to get that little bitch," and yeah. whoo, it, it it was a moment. It is funny because. Like, you know, I'm not really much of a fan of this feud because, like, it makes no sense. Like, Alexa Bliss coming out and saying that Becky Lynch does not look like a look like a WWE champion when you're, you know, that small. Yep. As a, like, what, what you talking are, about? Are, are you unaware of the history of what this company does? Bitch, where about? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. All right, and then, and then, uh, it just never really clicked for me until. Just to Tuesday, and now seeing that they get circulation, I'm like, huh? Okay, I want to. I'm actually interested in watching this match. Yeah, and like it's amazing. Like they've been together for months now, right? They've been together for 
pretty much since Becky won that belt. Yep. And now, like, now I actually care. It's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, but I'm trying to think. what Title change? Because uh, that table match, uh, if they're going to do it, it's a good stipulation to do it. Uh, Pass uh, off an accident. Well, Becky, Becky. But Becky went through a table already on SmackDown. Yeah, true. I'm thinking, you, no, you, know, you know how they book. If you yep. if you lose on the go home show, you're more than likely to win on the pay per view. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we could we could see your kid with the title now. Also, the other women's match: Nikki Bella and Carmella in a no DQ match. <laughs> this is the match that they've been needing to have for a couple months now. They built it up. And we're finally here for months of Carmella jump, miss jump out, as James says, or queen jump out, excuse me. Uh, Let me not fuck that up before Carmella jumps out on one of us. Um, You know what I really (laughs) want to see in this match? What do you want to see? Like, I really, 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 really want Carmella to come out first and then, like, go to the ring and do the moonwalk thing and then, you know, walk out to the ring and doing the whole thing. Uh and then Nikki jump out on her, and, and, and then Ring the Bell start the match right there. Oh like, man! If, if, they, if they if they if they are ha- worth half a damn at their job, they'll do that. Like brother, you know how fantastic that be after all the times she done got jumped and like and poor Nikki that had to just get her ass stomped out. Yep. Like for her to finally like the table turn, motherfucker. Like I, I got you. I ain't never seen Nikki Bell get stomped out like this for this amount of time, and it's so funny. Like I'm a fool. Like bro. <laughs> You know, I'm not really that much of a Nikki fan, but, like, her getting stomped out every single week. Like, I started to feel bad for that girl. <laughs> like, well, bro, she's like... Doing her job. Like, yeah. bro, it's almost like... It's almost like... You, you know how they always talk about, like... Nikki bull- Bella's sim- sympathetic face. Who knew? Yeah, you know how they talk about, like, bullies on the... Or bullies or whatever, when you like, you like, bro, like... You know, about, you always hear these stories about um, people used to have to fight... Every single day, like just to get to school and back or whatever. Right. It's like, bro, Nikki out here, you gotta fight every single day just to get, <laughs> get to, to the, the ring. ring. Yeah. You <laughs> get jumped. Like, everywhere she goes, there's a camera place and she walk around, she need to have her head on the swivel because she might get rocked. Yep. Um, so I, you know. <laughs> what you, what'd you think about this one, uh, Jeremy? Um, you know, I kind of want to see like a. WWE 2K17 breakout moment where you know one of them just comes out with a chair and at somebody's entrance, and right. just, you know, just starts the match and the rampway. His own, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Nikki will probably win this to end the feud, I, and Carmelo will go on to jump out on somebody else, and maybe Nikki starts going after the title, or we gotta do this whole uh, Nikki and Natty thing of yeah. Natty being oh, yeah, the one that. I was thinking. I was took thinking. Nikki out this. Go ahead. Or they could have Natty um, help Carmella win, and then Carmella moves to somebody else, and then Nikki goes right. to Natty from there. I think yeah. that might be more. Yeah, that's that. I'm thinking like we have we give we give Nikki something by having her jump out on Carmella finally, and then at the end Natty comes out and reveals that she was the one that that, that beat her up at that beat up Nikki at Survivor Series. And they kind of like faction off Natty yeah. and um, Carmella, and Carmella could be the next challenger for Becky Lynch. Yeah, and then we have Nikki, you know, go off into doing something else, or she might have to chase after those two girls. Right, thugs. Um, <laughs> thugs. <laughs> those two thugs. So they come out here to beat the beat up Nikki Bella click. Jeez. Um, who else? there? There's a, one more match on the card. I cannot think of it. Uh, um. Oh, the, t- the 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 chairs match. Yes, Kalisto and Barry Corbin. Oh, uh, oh who so. cares? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Baron Corbin wins. Why big guys win chair matches? I got a question. Like, is is Baron Corbin basically like the criticism everybody had for Roman Reigns as far as the reason why he should not be the guy? Is he is like the actual like the, all those critiques right now on a piece of paper? Isn't that exactly what Baron Corbin actually is? About being boring, not in, not like really being much of a wrestler, and like not having any presence or charisma, or like. But he's tall, James. Yeah, that's great. He's tall. <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah that's pretty much it, James. And you know, at least with Reigns, I mean Reigns always delivers uh, great matches, big time pay per view matches. And the man's a full I, set I, of hair. Yes, that ain't going I, nowhere. I've yet to see Baron Corbin have a you know blow away match. And Even in been, NXT, yeah, he's ha- he's wrestled Samoa Joe at a takeover, and he wrestled Austin Aries at a takeover, which are two like the best wrestlers in the world, and they couldn't <laughs> even get a decent match out that guy. And, and don't get me wrong, I actually liked. I didn't think it was great, but I I liked uh, his match with Joe, where Joe like puts him in a sleeper and puts right. him to sleep, but. Yeah, like, for the most part, like nah, bro. He he just he just ain't got it. Like, and they making him wrestle in a t shirt because they out here worried about his stomach. Like it's 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 not a good look. Yeah, yeah. Poor guys. Uh, that, that's it for the TLC show. Kalisto, like I don't know, like he he needs to lose his match or finish this thing or whatever and move and go over to two hundred five live or whatever and figure this out and or do double duty or whatever whatever it's just they they've 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 like i don't know what it is like you you get any like mexican wrestler and they just don't they don't they don't know how to do it like they haven't figured it, it ain't ray they, or it ain't eddie they, they haven't they haven't figured out a mexican wrestler since ray it's so weird yeah yeah um 205 Live uh, debuted this week. Uh, Jeremy, you watched the whole show. Could you give the world your impressions of the show? Does it feel any different than Raw? Does it feel like the the seat they're flashing back to the CWC at all? Um, I mean, they they were trying to flash back to the CWC. The problem was the atmosphere. I mean, the CWC was filmed at Full Sail. You had that Full Sail smart crowd that loves indie wrestling that knows all these guys' background is going to get into these matches. Now, this was filmed in front of a SmackDown crowd who they just got done watching SmackDown. Now they're being asked to watch 205 Live where, you know, some of the crowd, they don't even know who these guys are or care about them. And so, you know, a lot of the SmackDown crowd left. But besides that, um, the fans that were there were kind of getting into it. Um it started off kind of slow. You had, you had the Bollywood boys um, against Tony Nice and Drew Gulak. Um, it was a, it was okay match. Uh, the Bolly boy, Bollywood boys won, um, which makes no sense considering Tony Nice beat Cedric Alexander on Raw. On you would TV, think they were on the t- A show, and there's no tag team title. Makes no sense. Yeah. But then again, and, uh, I I. Uh, Go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, what were you gonna say? Yeah, but I said, but he's like, it makes no sense. But then again, they have they have Gulak dressed like that. They have then they have Tony Nese with that music that looks nothing like how he like actually like looks and behaves. And right. <laughs> like yeah. that, like that man. There should be there should be like a screaming guitar playing when it when he enters uh, a ring, not like whatever the hell that is. 
like inspirational kind of like. I don't know what it is. It just don't fit. It just does not fit. Oh, like all that stuff. Like, whatever. Sound like they were trying to make some type of Imagine Dragons epic kind of song. Like, welcome to the new age. Like, with that shit. Oh my god, I haven't thought about that song in years. You have just great. So, uh, we had a title change uh, last night, I, I see. Yeah. yeah, before the title change, also, um, Jack Gallagher was wrestling, and he, oh, okay. he was very entertaining, and he got the crowd, uh, the crowd was actually into Jack Gallagher, he was wrestling Davari, and he was kind of doing some of that same stuff he was doing in the CWC with all those those holes and those fancy reversals and escapes and tying uh, dudes in knots. It was very entertaining, the crowd got into it. Does he still so look I think, like the third Vaudevillian? <laughs> Yeah. Yes, he does. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Not, the only I mean, thing no, is, not against him. Like he, I mean, you know, he does a better job than they do with it. But yeah, he he's he's already more over than the vaudeville. <laughs> Damn. One night in the company. <laughs> um, and also they had um Austin Aries on commentary with uh yes, Morrow and uh, Corey Graves. Austin yes, Aries. it was great. Talking yes, that shit. Was, I thought yes. Brown was supposed to be. Yes. Nope. He was uh he was saying the Bollywood brothers like they they slept in the same bump bed so they were twenty two years old and shit shit was hilarious. Yeah. Austin Aries also saying he wants to win the cruiserweight title so he might be in the division when he comes back from that injury. Oh thank God. So oh, yeah. thank God. Greatest man I ever lived. Oh yeah. my God. Man. A double. And so then uh the main of oh God. So you mean to tell yes, me that I want you mean to tell me somebody in the cruiserweights uh division might actually have some personality? Might be a star too. Yes. Thank you. And um, at the beginning of the show, they kind of showed, um, they had everybody on the stage, and they had uh, Tozawa was out there, Grand Metallic was out there, uh, they yeah. signed Mustafa Ali, he was out there, so some of the big players from CWC are finally here and signed and are going to be uh, showing more, so that's good. Yeah. Did, uh, any, any chance, perhaps, that they uh, they signed Kono Abushi? <laughs> That that's the dream, but that man wants to stay in Japan, and uh, that Triple H still doesn't want him working Japan and WWE. So, only one-off NXT stuff they're having him do. Yeah, like they bring that man in for Dream Magic. Like they they need to bring that man in next year. He needs to be like Nakamura's like farewell um, in NXT. Dude, they they need to figure something out. Like, what what does it take? Like, what kind of like guarantee does? Kotobushi need like financially or like, like uh, you know, as far as like not being promised, you know, things as far as a push or whatever. The thing with him, with Kotobushi, he doesn't wrestle for the money, so it's like you can't just he doesn't wrestle for the money. Yes, and fuck, he wrestled for it. Like he wrestles because he loves wrestling, so it's like they've they've already tried with the yeah. Let's let's go ahead and throw. Uh, Let's let's throw this cash at Kota Ibushi. Uh, that's not really going to do much for him. Like, <laughs> so wait, hold on, hold on. So he's out here wrestling for the art. He's wrestling for the culture. For the culture. For the love. Yep. Yep. I, I don't see. I wish y'all never told me that. Now I sort of like. I now I sort of look at Kota Ibushi like a sucker now. I because he could be taking <laughs> all the all Vince McMahon's money. Be like. um... Like yeah, Vince, I'm gonna need a guarantee of uh, <laughs> of X amount of dollars per appearance and make you pay it. Oh my God. Like you see my work. Um, 
But yeah, that's that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to the show this week. Thanks to Jeremy for coming on. James, it was your birthday uh, earlier this week. So happy birthday, I just want to say to James. Uh, what's up? Yep, uh, happy birthday to James. Thanks for being uh, my co-host and my best friend and everything else. Like, that, that you, uh, as you, I've been, me and James have been buddies for about 10 years now, so time is going by fast. A decade, a, a decade of friendship. A decade of excellence, you know. Uh, 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 decade of excellence. Decade of excellence, symbol of excellence. But um, if you guys want to send questions to the show, uh, make sure you guys uh, hit up. Uh, you can hit us up on uh, the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group. Uh, well over a thousand members in there, and uh, we've had some interesting debates in there lately. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. <laughs> uh, I, I just hope. I'm just gonna say this. I just hope Hulk Hogan doesn't come back anytime soon because it's gonna. It, it's gonna. Be, I think it's gonna be a war zone. <laughs> he shows up where he does it, and like you know, you know, you know how it is. For like you know, like, oh okay, so that guy's back. Uh, whatever. Am I gonna watch or not? Look, I'm gonna continue to watch. All right, I'm just gonna look at that like that's crap. Look, these jokes will be had. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, make sure you guys uh, check out socialsuplex.com. Uh, Jeremy, if you just want to plug some stuff, now is the time. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, socialsuplex.com. I mean, Richard, you've been holding it down. Um, I really liked your latest piece with the Lada's Lariat. Like that name, that was a great uh, column you put out. Um, it. Planning on starting to get back into writing and writing some more. I dropped my Survivor Series predictions, and we're doing some more predictions and doing some more writing going into the future. So just stay tuned to socialsuplex.com and look out for the stuff that we post in the Wrestling Squared Circle. For sure. Uh, we will, we, we're going to be having a show coming up in the future. As you guys know, if you follow this podcast, you know, at the end of each year, usually, uh, January 1st, I think I'm set to work that day. So we might have to record on the second, but we drop our, you know, our one nation radio awards. We're going to actually this year do, um, an elimination show ahead of time. And we're going to put out a survey for you guys, um, to, you know, vote on who you think should should win in the One Nation Awards, and basically you guys will be a reference uh, if if a tiebreaker is needed or anything like that. Um, we're going to basically give you a backstage or kind of behind the scenes look at how we normally come up with this list this year. We're gonna just do a show of it, like we're gonna basically if we want to get to five uh, nominees, we're gonna put ten up there, and we're gonna eliminate five. It will also give them their due, so it'll it'll get you ready for the One Nation Radio Awards, which is probably our favorite show to do yearly. Uh, we probably got need to come up with some more themes, theme shows. I got some ideas in mind, but um, that's gonna wrap it up, James. Unless you got something else to add. Um, yeah. Uh, I I mentioned this to you before, but just two things. Like, okay, so. I, I, it's one of those things where, like, I watch this thing and I have a really and I have a pretty good memory. So it's like, am I just being overly nitpicky, or is this just like, plat, just like, patently just bad booking? Um, so uh, I I remember, you know, they they have the Charlotte versus um, Sasha match on mm-hmm. Monday, and 
<clears throat> for some reason, Charlotte decides she wants to dedicate the match to Ric Flair because of the Sasha. Thing. I'm sorry, yeah, to uh, Sasha wanted to dedicate the match to Ric Flair, given that um, all the stuff that Charlotte put Ric uh, through when she basically kicked him off TV to rock to ride around with Dana. And why was, would she ever do that? Yeah, no, like <laughs> so we get to well, we get to that, and then after the match, in um, Charlotte's new champion, Ric Flair comes out in Charlotte and gives Sasha the rub. And I'm thinking to myself, huh, that's interesting. Like because like like literally like a light like this like sh- flashing on and off of my head. I'm thinking to myself, it's almost like a spider sense. Like wait a second, uh, Ric Flair literally held Sasha out of the ring uh, to stop her from saving. Um, Becky Lynch from tapping out at, in the women's title match at WrestleMania this year. <laughs> just, in, just in April. And I was like, I can't, wait, what? I can't get past like, this. I can't get past this. It's like, why would, like, if any, like, if anything, like, you, you hate that guy. He cost you this title that you literally just went through hell with just to win again. Right. Right. Um, also, Ric Flair giving a woman the rub in a totally way that that usually is not uh, and, identified and, and, with Ric Flair. And a rub in a, a, the rub in a non-sexual uh, way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, the Haven promo, which is really good, and I think it's a really good direction of saying it, like, look, man, he just got caught slipping, and now where do we go from here? Where How do you pick up the yeah, pieces? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Heyman promo. We didn't talk I about. thought that was really good, but then uh, then he says, you know, uh, Brock, he got hit with, you know, he got hit with that spear, and it broke his ribs, and he couldn't breathe, and he was just done for after that, and it was over. And just same thing. The, the spider, the spider sense, the the flashing lights. Flashing lights. It goes off in my head, and I'm thinking, like, wait a second. Um, Brock Lesnar got his ribs broken in a triple threat match uh, against John Cena and, and Seth Rollins at Royal Rumble 2015, and where Seth Rollins jumps off the or puts him on the table uh, on a ring announce table, and then goes to the. Uh, top rope and jumps off and gives an elbow drop through the table and breaks his rib. And then at the very end of the match, uh, he he kill, he runs, he sprints to the ring and he, str- he brought a stretcher out for him. He jumps off the stretcher, kills, or jumps Four in the quarter, ring. I'm kills, back. Yeah, kills Seth Rollins and pins him and he looks like a freaking animal and they brought over how tough he, this dude was. He he sucked it up through a broken rib and just and then like, oh, and he flash forward to now and you're like, oh. Okay. Well then, you can suck it up this time, huh? Just, just, just couldn't. Ribs don't work the same. Just, just you know. Okay, all right. Maybe that's maybe that's just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just overdoing it. <laughs> well, uh, you heard it here first. Uh, the you know continuity, you know the continuity of uh, the continuity. Excuse me of the show is you know something that we will always keep an eye on here at One Nation Radio. Uh, Jeremy, I would just like to thank you for coming on the show uh, once again. If he's still there, he might have disconnected. Yeah, he was right so like five minutes ago. So, yep, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's gonna wrap up the show. Peace. Later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.